Welcome to Let's Place. You gotta break out your Cheers memorabilia and ward off the disgusting ghoul of Ronald Reagan's ghost, because we're in the 80s this time, baby. Get out your big hair and your leg warmers. <laughs> I'm ready to disco. We gotta talk about the best games of the 1980s. And to do that, I'm joined by other people, like Chelsea. Hello! And like Crystal. Hello. And we've also got guests, even. We got it all. We got Frankie. Hi, I'm very excited that you brought me back for the sequel episode, the, the one that we did last time. Uh, uh-huh. I can't wait. Wait, what? You, you know, last time we we did an episode all about 80s new wave bands, and now you brought me in for more 80s new wave facts and, and song lyrics. That's That's... That's why you wanted me here, right? I don't remember what you're talking about, and it's making me scared. <laughs> when when I sang a lot, you spin me right round, right round like a record, like a record, baby. Right, the last that did episode happen. I was in. Okay, okay, okay. It was the Ouija <laughs> one. Uh, also, we have Riley here. Who are you people, and what are you doing in my home? Uh, don't worry about it. I think you're in our home. <laughs> Shit, did I get lost again? Was it? <laughs> it Geometry is non-Euclidean in Let's Place. Listen, everyone has their own beach, but our beaches are connected, <laughs> and don't play Death Stranding. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I won't. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah? Yeah? That's how we're feeling, you know Luke? You know what? I'll, I'll amend that. Play it and just skip the cutscenes. <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, listen, don't worry. We got a few decades to get through until we get to Death Stranding in the rankings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, game of the be- Year nominee for the Video Game Awards, Death Stranding. <laughs> nominee for Best Narrative. Jesus. Nominee mm. for Best Movie in the form of a video game. Uh, uh, video games! Anyway, we we're not talking about that games. right now. We're talking about the 1980s. We're, we're a good, you know, almost 40 years away from Death Stranding. Do you want me to get you in the uh, mood? We're safe for now. Uh, once I ran yeah. to you, I ran. Now I'll run from you. This tainted love you've given me, I give you all a boy could <laughs> give you. Take my tears, and that's not nearly all. Oh, tainted love. Tainted love. Tainted love. <laughs> uh, all right. If you ever feel is- where we start drifting away from the 80s, just let me know, and I'll bring us back in. Great. Good. Each of us has chosen uh, a game that they believe is the best video game released uh, between the years of 1980 and 1989, and uh, we are going to add each of them to this list to see what the best game of the 1980s is, according to us. I believe currently the front runner is Tetris for the Game Boy at number 10. It's going to be a hard one to beat. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a hard one to beat. I think there's some on this list that might give it a run for its money, though. Uh, We are going to be talking about Burger Time, Street Fighter, Frogger, Portopia Renzoku Satsujin Jiken, and Super Mario Bros. 3. 
So let's start at the top of the list here at Burger Time. Riley, this was your nomination. What, what do you like about Burger Time? Uh, well, first of all, it features burgers heavily, which, as we all know, uh -huh. are a complete food group in and of themselves. Right. Also, I, I should note that the protagonist is named Peter Pepper, who I would like to real quick take a take a moment to speculate is an alternate universe uh, Peter Parker who has oh, taken up a life as a chef. Mm -hmm. That's one so way to go with it. Right. Yeah. Some sort of, yeah, cooking Spider-Man. Yes, yes. As, as we can clearly see from the gameplay, he is scaling many large structures in order to accomplish his goals, which... That is true. ...is a known... Uh, is, is a known uh, feature of all Spider-Man. Okay, okay. Uh, let's take a look at what Moby Games has to say about Burger Time. You play a Chef Pepper, and your goal is to make giant hamburgers while evil eggs, sausages, and pickles chase you around the game area. To properly make a hamburger, you must assemble all of the ingredients together, dropping them from higher up onto the burger area to below. To actually do this, you have to let Chef Pepper step over every burger ingredient. As soon as an ingredient, a piece of lettuce, for instance, has been stepped on, it'll fall to the level below. Falling food will squish any enemy following you, and will also bump any other ingredients below it further down. Also, as an, enemy def as an emergency defense against the enemy food, you can collect pepper shakers, which will allow you to puff, puff out a small pepper cloud that'll momentarily stun enemies, allowing you to walk past them. Higher levels result in new level design, faster enemies, and more ingredients to assemble. Okay, so it's a life sim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just I, uh, throw I, pepper at your problems and yeah, you can just go, know, go by. It, it's teaching you how to make food. You stepped on the lettuce and, and you make the burgers. That, everyone yeah. steps on I your lettuce, I'm a little concerned right? that you have to step on the ingredients to put them together. I mean, listen, as we can take away from the highest quality... Uh, restaurant out there, Burger King. Clearly, you need to <laughs> step on your lettuce to Jeez. prepare it properly. Does Burger King step there on their lettuce? There was a controversy of someone stepping on the lettuce and doing other yeah. stuff to their food years ago, and making okay. videos of it. All right, all right. Well, yeah, I feel like this one's a pretty simple, straightforward game. There's not too many. Uh, uh, elements of it we really need to discuss. You're chased around by evil hot dogs while you make a hamburger. Like, yeah. what do you want? Let's uh, let's place it. We have 605 games on the list currently, so we're going to jump to number 302. So games. Chelsea, how does Burger Time compare to Need for Speed Underground, a game in the Need for Speed series that's all about drift racing at night? I'm into Burger Time. Okay. Uh, Crystal. Burger Time. Uh, Fabi. Need for Speed hasn't made good games maybe ever. Burger Time. Okay. And Riley. Gotta go Burger Time. Alright, Burger Time takes it unanimously and moves up to number 151. I do want to say real quick, it was pointed out, I goofed up a vote last time. I don't even remember what game Pokemon. I goofed the vote up on. You know... Uh, errors in methodology are exactly what peer review is for. <laughs> you heard that. Whoever wants to make another Let's Plays podcast and review all the same games again, by all means. No, we, That's not what peer yeah, review you think, means. You, you think we don't review <laughs> but it our could. own stuff? We, we bring in... Pe I say we, I don't work here. We bring in <laughs> peers to review our own uh, works. Every 100? 
games? Yeah, every 100 episodes. Yeah. No, every 50. Every yeah. 50. Well, well, we can do a little bit of both, you know. Got, yeah, definitely. Get get the get the, you know, community peer review and then the uh internal peer review. Yeah. Uh Riley, how does Burger Time compare to Shuffle 15? Uh, this is a sort of Scrabble-esque game where you're trying to build a crossword puzzle out of letter tiles. Now, see, I imagine there could be burgers in that crossword puzzle. But I think I gotta go with give it to Burger Time. Alright, that's one for Burger Time. Uh, for burger a- Time. Alright, Crystal? Burger Time. And Chelsea? Burger Time. Burger Time. Burger Time continues to climb to number 75. Chelsea, how does Burger Time compare to Rocket League, the three-on-three car soccer game where you turn your rocket jets on your car to fly through the air and smash a ball right into the goal? Eh, Rocket League. Okay. Uh, That's one for Rocket League. Crystal? The original Japanese title, Hamburger. Oh, man, we really punched that one up. (laughs) I feel like a lot of the times the Japanese titles are better, but not this time. Uh, Frankie. Uh, and that wasn't me. Um, super-powered cars with rockets. Rocket League. I forgot the other, the old name they had. <laughs> uh, Riley. Burger time. That is a tie. Mm. I do like Rocket League. But I also like burgers. Oh, but you can't eat the Burger Time burgers. I gotta go for Rocket League. Which moves Burger Time down to number 113. Riley, how does it compare to The Amber Throne, an indie RPG with hand-illustrated enemy sprites and backgrounds? And it just looks pretty. I like looking at it. Hmm. I might need to give it to The Amber Throne. All right. That's one for Amber Throne. Chelsea. Um, Burger Time. Okay. And Crystal. I might give it to the game that won a Certificate of Merit in the category of 1984 video game of the year less than 16k rom at the fifth annual archie awards hamburger okay that is two for burger time one for the amber throne uh fabby amber throne or burger time burger time all right burger time takes it and moves up chelsea how does burger time compare to hunt the wumpus (laughs) one of the games from our uh 70s episode where uh, it's it's all just like a weird math game about exploring a grid of caverns so that you can catch that wumpus with your bow and arrow. Uh, Burger Time. Okay, that's one for Burger Time. Crystal. Burger Time. Fabby. Burger Time. Right. And Riley. That wumpus is quite the menace. We gotta hunt it. Yeah, uh, I I agree with you. How where are we gonna get the meat for these burgers <laughs> if not exactly from the wumpus? But uh, apparently the Wumpus uh, loses out this day, and Burger Time excels. So a lock for number uh, for top 100 now. Uh, Burger Time moves to number 84. Riley, how does it compare to Granny's Garden 2007, a computer game where you're an old lady with a shotgun and you have to kill some fucking frogs? I cannot condone frog murder. However, I can condone the murder of sausages. So, burger time. All right. Fabby. Burger time. How is it getting, like, all easy matches so far? Crystal. so angry. Burger time. That's three for burger time. Chelsea. 
Burger Time. Burger Time moves up to number 79. Chelsea, how does it compare to Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, a video game made by the guy who wrote the story for Death Stranding, and yet somehow it's got a good story? Uh, Metal Gear. Alright. Crystal? Uh, the game about how phones are handcuffs. That one's not in here yet. You gotta wait till the 20 teens. Oh, I'm sorry. The game about how personal computers are handcuffs. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fabby? Metal Gear. Alright, and Riley? Burger Time. Alright, Metal Gear takes it, and Burger Time moves down to 81. Riley, how does it compare to Everybody Dies, a piece of interactive fiction uh, contemplating the ideas of mortality and uh, trying to, you know, escape from the inevitable? Well, see, what they need to realize is that the true inevitability is burgers. Yeah. Yeah? All right, Fabby. Burger time. All right, that's two for burger time. Crystal. Burger time. And Chelsea. The problem is, I if I stop paying attention for just five seconds, <laughs> I'm not even looking at my Hi, phone. Chelsea. I'm just absent-minded. <laughs> what, what's that up against? It's everybody dies. Right. Burger time. All right. Burger time wins and moves up to number 80. Chelsea, how does Burger Time compare to Totally Spies, Totally Party? A minigame compilation inspired by the hit marathon cartoon, Totally Spies. Berg. Crystal. Totally Spies, Totally Party. That's one for each. Frankie. Party games are the premier genre, so Totally Spies, Totally Party. Okay, okay. Uh, And Riley. Gotta have catering for that party. Burger time. Ooh, that's a tie. Mmm. You know what? I'll give it to Burger Time. In which case, you know, I was going to justify that choice, then I decided, no, I won't. <laughs> Burger Time is placed at number 80, directly above Totally Spies, Totally Party, directly below Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. Okay, <laughs> uh, hey, number 80 uh, for the 80s show. Yeah. Congratulations to Burger Time for breaking into the top 100. Battle Chasers Night War is no longer one of the 100 greatest games of all time. Uh, apologies to Mikey. <laughs> Can we take a, uh, a a quick detour here? To, yeah. I, I want to determine if something is a game. Okay. This fun game. Okay. Uh, the yeah. first example of interactive cinema was Kino Automat, 1967, written and directed by Radu Sincera. This movie was first screened at Expo 67 in Montreal. This film was produced before the invention of Laserdisc or similar technology, so a live moderator appeared on stage at certain points to ask the audience to choose between two scenes. The chosen scene would play following an audience vote. Is no. that a video game? No, that's theater. I I would actually say yes. It's a game involving video. Yeah, it's... I guess technically it's, it's a film mm. game, but... If you think uh, about it... That is really just the big. That is just the earliest inception of the of the Twitch plays genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I changed my mind because that's just hidden agenda. But like, I feel like one point zero. If you were going to disqualify for any reason, it's that it wasn't shot on video. That's true. It's a film. It's a film game, not a video game. The moderator is the thing that makes me go hmm. 
because you couldn't play that game without a moderator. Yeah, but you couldn't play it without the video either. Hmm. Chelsea, you were saying? Uh, I feel like a computer has to be involved for it to be a, com- a video game. I, yeah, I, that feels like a board game. That that feels like uh, <clears throat> uh, Trivia Pursuit with a DVD. Yeah, I, I hear you, but I would point out mm-hmm. that our job is not to place every computer game ever made. Okay, so we put Trivia Pursuit Twilight DVD edition <laughs> there then. Like, so, an arcade cabinet is still a computer. Oh no, it is. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying we chose the term video game. So, the original version of Wild Gunman was not a video game. It was an electromechanical game where the light gun was connected to a 16mm projection screen. What about that? Oh, so that's also a film game. Yeah. Hmm. Alright. Is this detour ending soon? (laughs) Here, let me me get us back in track. You were working as a waitress in a cocktail bar (laughs) when I met you. I picked you out, I shook you up, and turned you around. Turn you into someone new. Now, five years later on, you got the world at your feet. Success has been so easy for you. But don't forget, it's me who put you where you are, and I can put you back down too. We're back in the 80s, baby. <laughs> Alright, we sure are. Uh, we're moving on to our second game of the episode. It's Street Fighter. Fabi, this was your nomination. Talk to me yeah. about Street Fighter. So, Street Fighter, everyone knows Street Fighter 2 and the sequels, and a game that arguably put Capcom on the map, and arguably invented fighting games, or at least modern fighting games. And this is the one before that. This is Street Fighter 1, which I I could argue the legacy aspect of it, that without Street Fighter 1, there's no... (coughs) If I can not cough for a second... Um, like we said before, there's no Fatal Fury, there's no Street Fighter 2, there's no fighting game boom, maybe there's no uh, pro fighting game scene. I could argue that, I won't. Ooh. What I'm going to argue is that Street Fighter 2 is one of the most innovative and ambitious games for their time. Especially, I'm referring here to the uh, arcade only. Uh, the fact that it had pressure-sensitive buttons that you punched when you were fighting, maybe they didn't work as well as they could, but the the idea of, like, this is a fighting game, and I'm going to hit these giant buttons with my hand to say, oh, I want a, uh, a hard kick, a medium kick, or a, uh, a soft kick, a uh, weak kick, uh, a hard punch, medium punch, or... Or weak punch, and that the fact that it had that, it had the two-player versus mode. It had. I, I just think this arcade cabinet super neat and cool and interesting, even if it doesn't work a hundred percent as intended. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Street Fighter, so like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I have played some Street Fighter 2 and 4 mm-hmm. and 5. I've never played this one. Have you seen it be played? It's really interesting. I actually haven't, no. Yeah, that, like I said, the you know in the other games you have weak punch, medium punch, strong punch, and different buttons. Right. Here you just had two buttons. You had punch and kick. Uh-huh. And you, they were big buttons, as big as your fist, maybe bigger. 
and you oh, just okay. hit them down, and how hard you hit them is the type of punch you do. That's cool. Yeah. Now, I I'm gonna not. This is not me arguing with, with myself. This is me being honest. Uh, the machines really quickly those buttons didn't work as good as they should do, and they had sure. some wear and tear. But like you could do, I I think you could already do Hadoukens and like dragon punches. Yeah, I'm seeing a screenshot yeah. where someone's firing off a Hadouken. Uh, you could only play as Ryu, and you play against a lot of what would later become classic Street Fighter characters, ending against Sagat as the final villain, and that's the the fight where Ryu gives Sagat his famous car. Uh, but mm. if you play two players, player two would play as Ken. Right. And they were just completely identical in this one, right? Completely like identical, except different colors. Palette swap. Yeah. 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 I mean, Street Fighter's neat. Mm-hmm. I guess let's figure out how neat it was at the beginning. We're going to start at number 304. Uh, let's see. Riley, how does Street Fighter compare to Bubsy 3D? Bubsy visits the James Terrell retrospective, a parody game uh, making fun of Bubsy 3D and having him visit a museum of modern art. I might give it to Bubsy. All right. Fabby. I think Bubsy's too low, like in general. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but I do think the ingenuity of this arcade cabinet is uh, I would go for Street Fighter. Okay. Alright, that's one for each. Uh, Crystal? I'm going to go for Street Fighter because it kind of invented the idea of if you just if you just press the buttons in the right order, you can do a super secret special move. Mm-hmm. So you better experiment, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. That is cool. Yeah. That's two for Street Fighter. Uh, Chelsea? Can I... Grab the wheel and swerve us across a couple lanes of traffic back onto that detour. So needless to say, I'm at ends, but I'll be stumbling away, slowly learning that life is okay. Say after me, it's no better to be safe than sorry. Take on me. Take, take on me. me. Take, yeah. take me on. <laughs> take me on. I'll be gone in a day I'll or two. be gone. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I've, I've totally lost the plot of the vote it was it was what riley voted bubsy fabby voted street fighter mm-hmm. crystal what did you vote street fighter all right let's see for street fighter chelsea street fighter all right <laughs> wait uh frankie did you mention that uh they actually removed the pressure sensitive controls because people were damaging the arcade canvas yeah that's why i said originally i think it's it's amazing and it sucks that that 
it didn't work as intended. But yeah, yeah. later versions of the game they removed the pressure sensitive uh, buttons, but the idea is so good though. Yeah, listen, I've played Metal Gear Solid Two. We've yeah. talked about it on this episode even. I I think there's something to be said for like a game's ideas and concepts even if it doesn't work 100 percent like intended it's still worthy just for for this like weird experiment that like this sounds to me like a weird ass game we would be like wow this is so weird and not and then it just happened to be the first game in one of the in the most popular fighting game franchise one could argue Uh uh-huh yeah, yeah. And that no yeah, one but... plays it. Yep. Uh, all right. Street Fighter moves up to number 153. Chelsea, how does it compare to score 30-20, the apocalyptic pinball nightmare game? This Street Fighter. All right. Crystal. Street Fighter. Babby. Street Fighter. All right. And Riley. Street Fighter. All right. Street Fighter moves up to number 76. Uh, Riley, how does it compare to Wario Land 3, the Game Boy Color entry in Wario's platform and adventures? He's got to collect all that money that he likes. You cannot punch things physically in Wario Land, so Street Fighter. You can't, like, elbow charge things, though. No, but not you, you with your hands. If you elbow charge your, your Game Boy, I, I don't think that'll work. If I yeah. elbow charge the Game Boy, then I don't have a Game Boy. If I elbow yeah. charge Street Fighter, then I'm still playing Street Fighter. Yeah. I now All understand right. why those cabinets didn't last long. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one vote for Street Fighter. Uh, Fabby? Street Fighter. Crystal? Street Fighter. Chelsea? Uh, Warrior Land. All right. Street Fighter takes it and moves up to number 38. Ooh, it's climbing. Hmm. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare to Return of the Obra Dinn, the uh, puzzle-adventure murder mystery game where you have to use a magic stopwatch to discover the fates of 60 lost souls at sea? Obra Dinn. Alright, Crystal. Obra Dinn. Fabby. I think Obra Dinn's super neat and cool and interesting. I also think Street Fighter is, and it has... I don't know. There's just something about me about it that like hits me exactly in that part of my brain that's like, oh, this is so cool. Uh, right. So yeah, Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Riley. I love me a good mystery. I love me some puzzles, but I also just love punching all of my problems away. So Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Yeah, I I really appreciate all the arguments being made about Street Fighter. God it's damn definitely... you, Luke. <laughs> What's that? I said, God damn you, Luke. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm thanking you. <laughs> Street Fighter's a legitimately good and interesting game. I agree with you 100%. It's also a very interesting game. But I kind of would rather play Return of the Obra Dinn at the end of the day. Fucking intellectuals in your ivory tower. Street Fighter is a working person's game. You use your Fabby, hands. Fabby. It's hard. Fabby, Fabby, 80s, 80s, back to the 80s. Uh, um, and when it rains, you're shining down for me. And I just can't get enough. And I just can't get enough. Just like a rainbow, you know you, can, you set me free. And I just can't get enough. And I just can't get enough. 
Great. All right, we're we're all back as Street Fighter goes. I just can't get enough. <laughs> so Street Fighter goes. <laughs> Street Fighter goes down to number fifty-seven. Uh, all right, uh, Riley. How does it compare to the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, the open-air adventure game from Nintendo, where like a full quarter of the plot is very transphobic? I mean. At least in Street Fighter, you can punch the transphobia away, so Street Fighter. Mm. Alright. Uh, Fabi? Street Fighter. Alright. Crystal? Legend of Zelda. Okay. And Chelsea? Zelda. That's another tie. I'm gonna say Street Fighter. I'm, I'm, See, I'm, I'm not against Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I said, is this a comedy podcast? We're actually all good friends. We just make <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we... Um, yeah. Listen, I know it might have, uh, you might have been thrown by the fact that you hadn't laughed at all, but this is a comedy yeah, podcast. <laughs> you might be confused about that. Uh, uh, I just felt like it would be, it would be mm, not dangerous and not silly. It would be wrong for me not to mention that Street Fighter as a franchise has had transphobia. They seem oh, to sure. have, if not worked it out, at least sanitized it or fixed it in a way. And the trans fans, myself included, have kind of like reclaimed some of those trans characters. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, it would feel wrong for me to say... Yeah, Breath of the Wild and not say anything. Not Street Fighter 1, but Street Fighter as a franchise. Sure, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Street Fighter moves up to number 47. Chelsea, how does it compare to Device 6, an uh, interactive fiction piece for iOS, uh, where a normal ebook quickly warps and changes to become a mysterious castle that you have to navigate through words? Device 6. All right, Crystal. Device 6. Babby. Well, I can't play either of these, but, uh... Street Fighter. Alright. Riley. Street Fighter. Gotta go Device 6. So that's one of mine. I know. Uh, Alright. That moves Street Fighter down to number 52. Riley, how does it compare to Polar Alarm, a German video game based on a German TV show... You have to walk around a strange isometric hell world, drinking beer, and then finding bathrooms once you've drank too much beer so that you can pee. See, I hate beer, so I'm going to go with Street Fighter. Uh, Fabby. Riley has been my ally and my friend, and I can't <laughs> wait for them to betray me next vote. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, you know I love beer. You know I love games where you pee, uh, but Street Fighter. All right, all right. Uh, Crystal. Street Fighter. Crystal, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, you know, a, a, a running subplot to this episode is that I've been playing Death Stranding and I'm feeling a little, uh, uh, wind's been taken Attack? out of my sails oh. by it a little bit, but I, I'm right in thinking that they're cowards for not making it so you have to pee and poop, like, on a schedule or else you'll, like, yeah. have an accident, right? Yeah, absolutely. I was that, surprised they should make that happen. Yeah, uh, you I've been carrying around a full bladder it. in that game for like twenty hours yeah. now. I haven't let him pee. You you don't have well, to show it. I I like don't have to show the accident, but like you know, sim it up. Like they become upset. They oh, I want them to show it. Or or he starts waddling after he shits himself. Yeah, yeah. 
Luke, you're the indie Jeff Gersman that points. (laughs) (laughs) Like the independent uh, podcast that no one has heard of Jeff Gersman. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Thank you. That's that's very and sweet. By which I mean you're still a threat. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Chelsea, Polar Alarm or Street Fighter? Uh, Street Fighter. All right, Street Fighter takes it and moves up to number 49. All right, Chelsea, how does Street Fighter compare to Yakuza 0 uh, and Open World Brawler where you are Kiryu and you gotta, you know, do cool Yakuza shit and beat up like a million people with bikes and then hang out with a chicken for a while. Yakuza. Alright. Uh, Crystal. Street Fighter. Alright. Fabby? These, like, there, there's, no, there's no Yakuza without Street Fighter. It, there are both games where you fight in the streets. Sure. In later Street Fighters, there are chickens in the background. There's trucks full of chickens. Uh, Street Fighter. Okay. Alright. Riley. Fabi, you are a future seer. I knew it! <laughs> Everyone always betrays me as the thing. <laughs> I grew up Listen, watching Lucha Libre. I know what this is about. I I love I love Street Fighter. I love punching things. Yakuza fulfills my needs of both punching things and just like casually chilling with chickens. I can't All fault right. you there. Uh, yeah, I, I've also got to go with uh, Yakuza. Uh, I feel like this was the year I got into Kingdom Hearts. I think 2020 might be the year I get into Yakuza. I have Zero One. I'm, I'm for feeling it. I, it I, I'm I ready. Tr- no, I have Kiwami. I tried playing it. Yeah. It didn't do it for me. Maybe I'll try again. Yeah, I mean, that that's totally fair. All right. That means that Street Fighter moves down to number 50. It still has a shot at the top 50 here. Riley, how does Street Fighter compare to Colossal Cave Adventure, uh, a text adventure game about exploring a cave with a dry and witty sense of humor? Uh, arguably the first adventure game as we understand them. Hmm. See, that does sound revolutionary. Yeah. But what's also revolutionary is punching things. Yeah. I think I gotta give it to Street Fighter. Alright, alright. Now, Fabi, I will just throw real quick here. Uh, obviously, you, you have a deep and abiding love for Street mm. Fighter. I will say, what I know about you, most of your favorite games are some kind of adventure yeah. game or interactive fiction, and this true. is kind of the, the, the grandpa of that all of them. That is the grandpa of them. Yeah, and this is a, a legit tough choice. Uh, but, I, I, one, as far as I know... There's no romance subplot in Colossal Cave Avenger. Yeah, I mean, this says hoping to reconnect with his estranged daughters following the collapse of his marriage, right. so yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's the programmer, oh. not the character in the <laughs> Jesus game. Jesus Christ. Um, and also, as far as I can know, you can be gay. So, really, it isn't like my games. And if you you know, if you know two things about me, it's that you know I like Visual Novels in Mario Party. And having a machine that you have to punch is maybe the most Mario Party thing ever. Uh, yeah. So, Street Fighter. I love right. weird okay. paraphernalia. Yeah. Uh, Crystal. Colossal Cave Adventure. All right. That is two for Street Fighter, one for Colossal Cave Adventure. Chelsea? Colossal Cave Adventure. Uh, that ties it. I'm going to go with Street Fighter. Thank you, Luke. I knew you wouldn't betray me, my true friend. 
<laughs> I trusted you. You never, you never disappointed. <laughs> That's definitely not true. <laughs> anyway, with that, Street Fighter is placed directly at number fifty above Colossal Cave Adventure and below Yakuza Zero. Congratulations to Street Fighter breaking into the top huh? fifty, and as a consequence, the top one hundred. Uh, Colossal Cave Adventure, no longer a top 50 game. And uh, let's see, MordorMud.net, no longer a top 100 game. Had a good run there. It did have a good run. It was in the top 100 for a long fucking time. Uh, honestly, honestly, without bits, without playing, I think 50 is a perfect spot for, for Street Fighter. I think that's reasonable, yeah. Yeah. Listen, the top 50 on this list is getting mm-hmm. to be pretty good. Yeah, I don't think he'll be there. Uh, it'll be there forever, but yeah, it's a good, good spot. No, I mean it might not be might there by the show, end of this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because we got another game that we got to place, and it's Frogger. That was the normal way yeah, to introduce no, it, job. and it wasn't yeah. odd or stilted at all. Uh, let's see what Moby Games says. Oh well, no, Chelsea, you nominated Frogger. Talk to me about I, Frogger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. you, you, your frog. And you gotta get across the screen, yeah. you gotta hop on logs and across traffic, and you gotta not get squished or... I think you die if you fall in the water, which is not... I guess because it's a river and you're gonna get swept away. Yeah, maybe that's the idea. But yeah, it's a puzzle-y kind of... Pla- it's, it's almost like a puzzle platformer, you might say. It's, uh-huh, it's a uh-huh. fun game. Yeah. I like. It is a fun game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see what Moby Games would say about Frogger. Your task in this arcade game is to guide a frog across a treacherous road and river and to safety at the top of the screen. Both these sections are fraught with a variety of hazards, each of which will kill the frog and cost you a life if contact is made. The road is full of cars and trucks at variable speeds. The river water itself is fatal, as are the snakes which hover within on which, which hover within on later levels. Frogger must use the arrangement of logs, turtles, which are only there for a short time, and alligators, but stay away from their faces, and then jump into one of the open home cells. Uh, ideally, one containing a fly for extra points. Once all holes have been filled, you move on to the next, harder level. That's Frogger. That's Frogger, yeah. baby. Gotta get a frog across a dang street. I guess this is. I guess it was a later version of Frogger that introduced like the girl frog you had to rescue on the way, also, because there's no mention of that here. But yeah, let's let's I go, yeah. let's place Frogger, the only the only video game to get a Seinfeld episode all about it. So we're starting. At, are we doing the whole thing where we started in the bottom ten for that, or is that Spongebob? <laughs> Uh, we are starting at number three, oh, three, of course. How 19-year-old gir- girlfriends does Frogger have? Oh, God. 17 and <laughs> 17. Yeah. Oh, Jerry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chelsea, how does Frogger compare to Miss World 96, a puzzle game about looking at uh, scantily clad ladies? Uh, Frogger. But if you goof up, you gotta look at a horror. Uh, Crystal, how about you? Mm, Frogger. Okay. Uh, Fabby. Frogger. And Riley. Frogger. Frogger takes it. Moves up to number 151. Riley, how does it compare to The Perfect Golf? I believe this was a... No, PlayStation game. 
and it is just the absolute perfect golf. You cannot get better golf than this. That does sound perfect. But are there frogs in the golf? I don't think this is uh, froth. Okay. Then I think I'm going to need to give it to Frogger. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't believe Fatty. Froth is his name. It, it's in a Gordon Chumway. <laughs> Never what? made an off joke. Uh, Frogger. Okay. Uh, uh, Crystal. Frogger. Okay. And Chelsea. Uh, Frogger. All right. Frogger takes it and moves up to number 75. Chelsea, how does it compare to Dragon Quest VI, Maburoshi no Daichi? It's the sixth Dragon Quest game. You roam the land, you fight some slimes, you cast some spells. It's me. Okay, uh, yeah. Dragon Quest. Okay, that's one for Dragon Quest. Uh, Crystal. It's gotta be Dragon Quest. That's two for Dragon Quest. Do you Fatty. know this is one of the Dragon Quests you can be a girl? I Dragon believe Quest. it is. Crystal? It's not. No. Hey, you oh, can, it's not. You can be a girl in Frogger anyways. Dragon Quest. Alright, that's three for Dragon Quest. Riley. Frogger. Alright, Dragon Quest takes it. And Frogger moves down to number 113. Riley, how does Frogger compare to Go Go Birdie Chance? This is another golf game, but this one's got more anime in it. Hmm. Do love me some anime. But I'm gonna give it to Frogger. Okay. Fabby. I'm stealing Chelsea's bed before she can do it. Go! <laughs> go! Birdie Chance! <laughs> uh Crystal. Go! Go! Birdie chance. Chelsea. Uh, Frogger. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also going with Frogger. If I wasn't already going with Frogger, you would have won me over with that. (laughs) You don't know me. That moves Frogger up to number 94. Chelsea, how does it compare to Kirby's Avalanche? It's Poyo Poyo, but with all your favorite Kirby characters. Kirby! Uh, Crystal. Kirby's Avalanche. Uh, Frabby. Kirby's Avalanche. Poyo Poyo's great. Kirby's great. And Riley. Frogger. Okay. Uh, Kirby's Avalanche takes it, and Frogger moves down to number 103. Mm. Riley, how does it compare to Dragon's Dogma, the open-world action RPG where you gotta cramble and scramble all over a monster's belly if you want to slay it? See, Frogger is a game all about crossing the street. Uh Uh-huh. Dragon's Dogma is a game all about crossing the dragon. Right. So I think I'm gonna need to give it to Dragon's Dogma. That's fair. Uh, Fabby. Imagine if in Frogger you had two other frogs that are controlled like they're like NPCs and you can share them with other games and also the way you get to the next level is by carrying a waypoint my Dragon's Dogma knowledge kind of is very limited Dragon's Dogma one of these days I'll play Dragon's Dogma me too it's It's really good I've played the first like maybe three or four hours of it I liked it just fine I just I don't know I didn't get around to going back to it ever Death Stranding actually kind of reminds me of Dragon's Dogma, particularly one mission, uh-huh. where it's like, we gotta hunt down this fucking griffin, guys. 
and the yeah. griffin's on basically the other side of the world so you need to prepare and make sure you're all packed because you need to journey to the other side of the map to kill this griffin and it's going to be a long journey and it's going to take several days and nights yeah yeah i'll get us back on track show me show me show me how you do that trick the one that makes me scream she said the one that makes me laugh she said threw her arms around my neck show me how you do it and i'll promise you i'll promise you that i'll run away with you i'll run away with you mm-hmm. show me show me show me yeah no we i'm <laughs> oh, sorry i like that song <laughs> that makes me scream she said Anyway. <laughs> Show anyway. Fabi, you've gone too deep into the 80s. <laughs> Gotta pull back. Turning back. Fabi, Fabi, please. We can't I lose you again. I'm in 80s hole. And I can't get up. We're, in, we're at number one. Right, Dragon's Dogma. Riley said Dragon's Dogma. Right? Yes. Or no. Yeah. Yes. Fabi, you said Dragon's, Dragon's Dogma. Dogma. And Crystal, you said Dragon's Dogma. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Chelsea. Alright, Dragon's Dogma takes it. Uh, Frogger is denied entrance into the top 100. Mm. I'm so sorry, Frogger. Uh, it moves down to number 108. Remember Frogger Toys uh, Toy Trials? Remember what's that? Remember Frogger Toy Trials? I do. That's way down the list, isn't it? It's it's somewhere on here, probably. It's number 512. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway... Riley, how does... Or no, I'm sorry, Chelsea. How does Frogger compare to number 108, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy, the mobile phone gotcha game where you collect all your favorite friends that you want to fight with and, I think, kiss? Frogger. All right, Crystal. Frogger. Fabby. You said kiss, huh? I think... Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't... Play, I played a I little bit. I can't verify there's kissing in Grand uh, Blue. There is. I. It's very... I've only played a little bit of it, and there is, and it's mostly between NPCs. Your character may do some kissing. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but yeah, Grand Blue, one day I'll... No, that's not true. I'll never go back to it. It's interesting. Sure. So? I Did I not say Grand Blue? I said Grand Blue. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, Grand Blue. <laughs> All right, uh, Riley. See, Frogger doesn't have microtransactions, although it is an equally large time sink, so... I mean, it's an arcade game, so yes, it does have microtransactions. You know, that's a very good point. Every life is a microtransaction. Mm. Someone put that on a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, let's place merchandise. Yeah. Uh, Well... Now that we've realized that both are microtransactions, at least Grand Blue has pretty ladies. So Grand Blue. Alright. Grand Blue. Um I've I'm very sorry. Chelsea, what did you uh, vote for? Um uh, Frogger. Okay, and Crystal? Frogger. Alright, so it was a tie then. I'm gonna go Frogger. I like them frogs. That moves Frogger up to number one oh five. Uh, Riley, how does it compare to Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix, an objectively worse game than Street Fighter? That makes sense. You couldn't punch... Yeah. Can't punch an Xbox 360 controller. Yeah. yeah. Listen, sometimes you, you just can, gotta... But... 
Sometimes you just gotta punch. Uh, Street Fighter 2 Super Deluxe, whatever. I wasn't yeah. really paying attention. Uh, That's good. Doesn't really, doesn't, doesn't sate that in the same way that Street Fighter 1 does, so I'm gonna give it to Frogger. Yeah. Alright, Fabby. Fighting Street. Okay. Uh, Crystal? Street Fighter. <laughs> what? Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, Chelsea? What Street Fighter was it? Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. Ah, okay. Yeah, Frogger. Alright. Uh, that's a tie. I'll give it to Frogger. If this was actual Street Fighter... Like, if this was classic Street Fighter 2, maybe that would win. Those, those HD Remix sprites didn't age great. Uh, that moves Frogger up to number 104. Chelsea, how does it compare to Bullet Time Fighting? A Flash game where you can press a key to go into bullet time, like in the Matrix, and that's cool. Oh, that game. Yeah. Frogger. <laughs> Crystal. Bullet Time Fighting. Alright, Fabby. Frogger. Okay, that's two for Frogger. And Riley. Uh, bullet Time Fighting. That's a tie. I'll oh. give it to Frogger. Wait, uh, is that point? a tie? Yeah. Wait. Okay, okay. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was paying attention this time. Good. Thank you. Uh, Frogger is placed number 104, directly above Bullet Time Fighting, directly below Dragon's Dogma. Uh, Frogger didn't quite crack the top 100, but still a pretty respectable place. Nothing's managed to challenge Tetris yet, though. Still the best game of the 80s. It's hard to get there. There's good games once you, you get yeah. to the top 50. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our next game is uh, the one Crystal nominated, Portopia Renzoku Satsujinjikin, uh, which translates to the Portopia Serial Murder Cases. Is that right? That's correct, yes. Okay, talk to me about this game, Crystal. What is it, and why is it the best game of the 80s? The Portopia Seal Murder Case is an adventure game designed by Yuji Hori, released on the NEC PC 6001 in June 1983. In the game, the player must resolve a murder mystery by searching for clues, exploring different areas, interacting with characters, and solving item-based puzzles. The game features first-person graphics, non-linear gameplay, an open world, conversations with non-player characters, branching dialogue choices, suspect interrogations, non-linear storytelling, and plot twists. It basically defined the visual novel as one of the most influential games of all time in Japan. Oh, is this that game that, like, the the code for it is, like, an Easter egg in Metal Gear Solid Five? Oh, yes. Because it was, like, one of the early influences on Hideo Kojima. This game led to Death Stranding. Oh, no. Yes. Mm. <laughs> well, that's, that's one nail in the coffin. This? <laughs> Listen, don't blame, don't blame this game for the words and deeds of Mr. Kojima. Yeah, uh, in MGS5, there's a cassette tape you can pick up that is just, like, screeches and, like, modem sounds. But if you have the right, like, equipment to process that data, it's actually a file for the binary code for this game. That's a cool Easter egg. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see. Moby Games says this is Yuji Hori's second published game after Love Match Tennis. Portopia Renzoku Satsujin Jiken uh, is a first person murder mystery text adventure which allows players to input commands by selecting them from a verb list and searching on screen graphics for hot spots. 
The story puts players in the shoes of a nameless Japanese police detective on a quest to solve the murder of a bank director. On his travels through a real Japanese settings, the nameless silent protagonist is assisted by his colleague Yasu, who carries out his orders. So, not as much now, detail as what Crystal gave. The protagonist does have a name. Can you guess what it is? Oh. Protagonist. Shijinko. Pro- Pro- Protopia. Boss. Okay. <laughs> it's so, like that yeah. game you like, Luke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I guess, yeah, Hideo Kojima <laughs> did play this game, huh? <laughs> yeah. Alright, uh, let's place it. It is going at number 303 to begin. Riley, how does it compare to uh, Plexu, the Time Travelers? It's a uh, platformer, I think. It's got It's got a title screen, and it's got a funny... Face Every on time it. there's a game on this list that I don't immediately recognize, I'm like, what the fuck? Did I miss yeah. an episode? What? Yeah. Frankly, I'm surprised this one's as high as it is. What game is it? Plexu, the Time Travelers. You know that oh, gem. Yeah. I mean, you really sold me on it, what with the title screen and the funny face. But I'm gonna I'm gonna need to give it to the other game, which I was really hoping somebody else would go first on so that I could remember the name. Great. Uh, Fabi, uh, Portopia or Plexu? Boss Bridges. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Crystal. Portopia. Alright, and Chelsea. Plexu? (laughs) Alright. Portopia wins and moves up to number 151. Chelsea, how does Portopia compare to Minesweeper, that classic computer game where you gotta, you know... Sweep the mines. Um, Minesweeper. Alright, uh, Crystal. Portopia. Alright, that's one for each. Fabby. Portopia. Alright, and Riley. Portopia. Okay, Portopia takes it and moves up. Number 74. Uh, Riley, how does it compare to Lifeline? This is a mobile game. Uh, that takes place in real time. Uh, you play as a stranded astronaut, if I remember right. And the idea yes. is that, yeah, you have to, like, wait for responses to your messages in real time. So you just get, like, push notifications on your phone. Like, oh, hey, someone got back to you so you can continue your adventure. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. See, I already have enough trouble getting back to people in real life, I don't need to simulate that through a mobile game. So, uh, Portopia. Alright, Fabby. I like both of these games. These games are games that have a similar lineage, one from from one to the other. I'm gonna yeah. go for Portopia, though. Alright. Crystal. Portopia. And Chelsea. Lifeline. Alright, Portopia takes it. Moves up. It is a lock for the top 100. Uh, it goes up to 37. Whew. Climb it. Yeah. Chelsea, how does it compare to Style Savvy Trendsetters? A game all about creating cool fashion styles on your 3DS. Style Savvy. Alright. Uh, Crystal. Portopia. Alright. Fabby. I really want to get into the Style Savvy series. Uh, I am going to go for Portopia, though. Okay, that's two for Portopia. Riley. 
Well, now I can guilt-free uh, vote for Style Savvy because I'm a sucker for dress-up. Yeah, I I'll also, so I will go for Style Savvy. Uh, which moves Portopia down to number 55. Uh, Riley, how does it compare to uh, Kid Dracula, the Game Boy game that's sort of a parody of Castlevania, uh, where you play as a little Kid Dracula? It's adorable. That does sound adorable. But also, Crystal did a very good job of selling me on Portopia. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Portopia. Alright. Uh, Fabby. Is Kid Dracula's kid called Dick Alucard? That's no, I'm sorry. Question. Alucard Dick. Alucard Dick. Dickucard? Who doesn't love Alucard Dick? Yeah. Alucard uh, Dick? Uh, <laughs> um, Portopia. Uh, uh, Crystal? Pretty sure that Portopia. joke was made in the episode. Probably. Probably. I've heard that episode Portopia. at least twice. Don't <laughs> add me. You said Portopia, Crystal? Yes. Okay. Uh, Chelsea? Kid Dracula. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I've lost the plot. <laughs> what did you say? We tied. We tied. We're on a tie? I have, a, I have an ace in the hole if you need, uh, if you're on the fence. Oh, yeah. Hit me. Give, give it to me. Are you on the fence? Because I might want to save it. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you if I'm on the fence or not. That's just mean, Luke. Okay. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll say, because it's pretty good. It's pretty good, especially for the first visual novel. So the twist of this game. As established, Spoiler the, the, the protagonist... for Portopia. Spoilers for Portopia. Mm. Skip ahead if you don't want to know. Okay. So, as established, the main character, Boss, doesn't really speak. Instead, the game is narrated kind of Sherlock Holmes-style, where Watson is the narrator. Your assistant, Yasu, is the narrator. Uh-huh. And he's always kind of pushing you to just follow the simplest solution. Okay. Because, at the end of the game, it is revealed that actually, Yasu is the murderer. Oh. That's right. kind of cool. I like that. Neat, yeah. All right. Yeah. And again, I keep. Yeah. I understand that this is a game Hideo Kojima played. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah so the, your second person narration was unreliable the whole time. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go with Portopia. That's neat. Uh, that moves Portopia up to forty-six. Uh, Chelsea, how does Portopia compare to the Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks? One of, uh, f- formerly the number one greatest game of all time. Um, d- uh, novel. Alright, Crystal. Portopia. Babby. Yasu the Killer. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, Riley. Portopia. Okay, Portopia moves up to 41. Riley, how does it compare to Pokemon Emerald version? The, uh, final version of the Hoenn Game Boy Advance Pokemon games. Where you, you, you got a Rayquaza in there. Right on the cover. Yeah. Now, I do love <laughs> me some good Pokemon. But if I'm being completely honest, I kind of feel like the Gen 3 games are uh, a little overrated. So, Portopia. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fabby. Portopia. Alright. Uh, Crystal? Portopia. And Chelsea. Pokemon. 
Okay, Portopia moves up. It's number thirty-nine. Pokemon defender. Chelsea, how does Portopia compare to Beautiful Joe, the cel-shaded side scroll and brawler, where you are a cool guy in a cool suit and you do cool moves? Uh, Beautiful Joe. Crystal. Portopia. Fabby. Portopia. And Riley. Beautiful Joe. That's a tie. I gotta go with Beautiful Joe. He's just so That, like, 37, 38, 39 run is a rough patch of games. Mm -hmm. Uh, That moves Portopia down to number 40. Ooh, another good game. Uh, Riley, how does it compare to Hitman 2016? A sort of immersive sim-esque game where you are Agent 47 and you have to destroy a person completely through their own map-like hubris? Or with knives and guns. You can do either. (laughs) Now, now was that the one where you could throw a homing briefcase at people? That was two. Okay, okay. Then in that case, I think I'm going to need to give it to Portopia. Okay, all right. Uh, Frankie. We have several people here who have played uh, the Hitman series, is that correct? Uh, I mean, I've played this game. Okay. Uh, I need someone to answer this question for me. Um, okay. Is Agent 47... That's his name, right? 47? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is he a cop? No. Okay, Hitman. Uh, in particular, these uh, reboot games are, like, pointedly... The targets are always rich fuckheads. And it's always like, yeah, you got contracted to kill this person, but, like, they kind of deserve to die anyway. They really suck. Okay, that's fair. Like, the last mission of Hitman 2 is you go to a secret castle island where all the richest people in the world throw an orgy and talk about how they're going to survive the climate crisis they're causing that's killing off the rest of the planet. And, like, they sell, like, real estate to each other they can build bunkers in and shit. That's like, oh, I'm going to kill everyone on this island. Great. Uh, Crystal. Portopia. Okay. And Chelsea. Hitman. Hitman. Uh, I'm sorry, Frankie, how'd you vote? Hitman. Alright, Hitman takes it. In which case, Portopia is placed number 41, directly above Pokemon Emerald version, directly below Hitman. Uh, <laughs> it broke into the top 50 and the top 100. Street Fighter, no longer a top 50 game. Last of one, well. two games. Yeah. Uh, Sunset Overdrive, no longer a top 100 game. Still pretty good, though. Still pretty Mm -hmm. good. (laughs) Me and Chelsea, the Sunset Overdrive Defense Force. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, our last game is the one that I nominated. It's Super Mario Bros. 3. The best Mario game? Is this the the Doki Doki one? This is not the Doki Doki one. I think that's two. That's two, yeah. Mm. I got excited. I should have nominated that one. This is, yeah, so this is the the third, like, mainline Mario game. Doki Doki Panic is a good game, and, like, Mario USA is good. I like it, but it's a weird, like, offshoot, whereas, like, this is, like, the third proper Mario. There's, like, dozens of levels now. There's all kinds of cool power-ups. You can turn into a raccoon. You can jump on stuff. You can just, like, have a lot of fun memories about your 
dad teaching you how to play this game when you're like four. Aww. Uh, <laughs> you get to go to uh, one of the worlds. You got like the grass world, the the desert, the water world, where the overworld theme is just the Zelda Fairy Fountain song. Toad's uh, house. What's that? You get to go to Toad's house. You get to go to the Toad house. The do 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 do. Uh, you get to what? Okay. That's the song that plays. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I like this game a lot. <laughs> you get to go to the giant tiny world where there's like doors, and when you go through one door, you come out and everything's big, and then you go back in and everything is little. You don't That's say. <laughs> I do say. Uh, let's see what Moby Games have to say about it, because I'm just rambling about a game I have a lot of fondness for. Bowser's back, and with the Bowser kids, he's out to spoil Mario's day once again. This time, along with nabbing the princess, the Bowser crew have also taken the magic wands from the kings of each land and turned them into creatures. It's up to Mario and Luigi to get back the magic wands, defeat Bowser, and save the princess all before the day is done. Old and new power-ups abound in each level for the Mario Brothers, including the return of the Super Mushroom and the Fire Flower, plus the new power-ups including the Frog Suit, the Warp Flute, and the most important of all, the Leaf, which allows the player to fly and attack enemies with your tail. I feel like... If we were, you know, Fabi, you pick Street mm -hmm. Fighter because, you know, that's a massively influential game. It was inventive. It was new. Uh, it Plus, was, you could punch it. You could punch it. And that's important also. Um, but, uh, and like, in a similar vein, I could have picked, like, Mario 1 because that game invented so many things. And, like, it's, it's, it's fucking Mario Brothers. I feel like that game was a lot of, like, raw, like, wet clay that Super Mario 3 managed to actually, like, sculpt into something really special. It's just, like, dripping with charm, and the levels are all so much fun, and it's got cool secrets with, like, the warp whistle stuff. Like, I, I don't think Super Mario Brothers is all that fun to go back to today. I think Mario 3 totally holds up. I think it is just a, a blast, and that's even aside from the fact that it's just, like... The cornerstone of my childhood. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good game. I'm looking at the cover art. Mario just flying along in that yellow background. And I feel happiness. <clears throat> just looking at this picture. Aww. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's my rant. Let's place it. Let's... Now, now let me uh, open up the door for all of you to shit on a game I just talked about loving so dearly. <laughs> I mean, it's what we do here. Yeah, it is what we do here. Yeah, it is what we do here. Chelsea, how does Super Mario Bros. 3 compare to Lips, I Heart, the 80s? A yes, I'm so glad. Featuring songs from the 1980s. We got it. We got there. Moving Hell forward yeah. using all my bread, making love to you was never second best. <laughs> I saw the world crushing all around your face, never knowing... It was m always mesh and lace. Chelsea. Never really know it. Uh, Mario. <laughs> Crystal. I confess that I just don't really like 2D Mario games that much. Oh. That said, Mario 3 is definitely the best one, so I'll vote yeah. for it. All right, all right. Uh, Fatty. I think Mario 3 is a good game, but this is an 80s episode, and this is an 80s uh, theme uh, game, so I don't care if it loses. I need to vote for it. Uh, I, I heart the 80s. All right. Uh, <laughs> Riley? 
personally, I heart the Mario 3. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mario 3 takes it and moves up to number 151. Riley, how does it compare to Snipper Clips Cut It Out Together? A physics place 2D puzzle platformer that's all about uh, mutilating your partner into shapes that are convenient for puzzle solving. So, I've never played Snipper Clips. I don't know anything about it other than what you've okay. just told me. Okay. But I'm also god awful at platformers, so I'm gonna go for cutting a bitch. Alright. <laughs> 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 Frankie. Uh, Mario. I actually did play Mario 3 uh, as a kid growing up in the Super Nintendo. And it's an alright game. You press yeah. buttons. I like. You know what the best part of Mario 3 is? The mini games what? in Toad's house. Oh, like the, the matchup yeah, games and stuff? Yeah, because that's the closest yeah. you get to Mario Party. That's true. <laughs> the seeds of Mario Party were planted in Mario 3. It's too bad you have to do all the other platforming bullshit. <laughs> Crystal Mario 3 Alright, Chelsea uh, Mario Alright, Mario moves up to number 74 up against... What's that? I was up against but... Sniffer Clips Right, right, yeah, definitely Mario <laughs> Chelsea, how does Mario compare to Hotel Dusk Room 215 a Nintendo DS adventure game about a disgraced cop exploring a shitty little hotel out in the desert and finding all kinds of mysteries Hotel. Crystal. Hotel Dusk. All right. Uh, Fabi. Hotel Dusk. And Riley. Mario 3. All right, I also voted Mario 3, but we're outnumbered. Hotel Dusk is uh, a good Mario game. 3. Yeah, it is. Hotel Dusk is a good <laughs> game. I like it. <laughs> uh, oh, Bob Dog Look is so funny, though. <laughs> Mario 3 moves down to number 112. Riley, how does it compare to Fire Emblem Heroes, a gotcha game based on Fire Emblem? Oh, I definitely have to give this to Mario 3. <laughs> Alright, Frankie. The more I think about it, the more I want to go back to Fire Emblem Heroes. Fire Emblem Heroes. It's not a good yeah, idea, a... but I want to do it. That's one for each. Crystal. Fremblem. Alright, uh, and Chelsea. Mario. Yeah, Mario. <laughs> Moves up to number 93. Chelsea, how does it compare to uh, Bionicle Matanui Adventure, a browser-based uh, adventure game based in the world of Bionicle? Mario. Oh, Alright, Crystal? Mm, Bionicle. Okay. Uh, Fabi? Uh, I'm afraid that if we I don't vote for Bionicle, we'll all end up in the red star. So, Bionicle. Alright. Okay. Uh, Riley? <laughs> Listen, I'm too bi, and <laughs> Bionicle was too much of my childhood. I have to vote for Bionicle. All right, Bionicle takes it, and Mario moves down <laughs> to number one o two. Did Bionicle just win unanimously against Mario two? <laughs> oh, no, okay, okay. no, I think yeah, it was it was it was three to one. That's fair. Yeah. Riley, how does? Uh, Mario compared to MordorMud.net, a multi-user dungeon inspired by the Lord of the Rings. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to Mario three. All right, Frankie. MordorMud. All right, uh, Crystal. Mordor. And Chelsea. More like Board of the Rings. Whoa. <laughs> 
Guile. Uh, I believe that's a, a name of a game I found while looking at games. Yeah, you did find a game called Board of the Rings. Uh, Mario moves up because I'm also voting for Mario. Uh, Chelsea, how's it going to go to number 97, Hunt the Wumpus? We've talked about it. Mm-hmm. Mario. All right. Crystal. Hunt the Wumpus. Frankie. Mario. All right. And Riley. I'm running out of meat. I need to hunt that Wumpus. <laughs> That's a tie. I'm voting Mario. Uh, which moves it up to number 95. Riley has it compared to Kirby's Avalanche. Again, we've talked about it. We're hitting the same spots on the list a lot. Mm. See, I'm bad at platformers, but I'm even worse at Puyo and Tetris, so Mario. Okay. Uh, Frankie. It, it's Kirby and it's Puyo. It's two things better than Mario. Oh. Uh, Crystal. Mario. Alright, and Chelsea. Um, uh, Mario. Alright, Mario takes it and moves up to number 94. I believe this is going to be the last game it's going up against. Chelsea, how does it compare to Romania number 203? A weird sim game where you have to throw ping pong balls at a guy in his apartment in order to make him get his life together. I wish someone would throw ping pong balls at me every time I made a bad decision. I'm same. Wait for Pax out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mario. Okay, Crystal. R- Mario. Okay, Fabi. Mario. All right, and Riley. Rumania. All right, Mario takes it, and is placed at number ninety-four. Manages to just sneak into the top one hundred. Uh, directly above Rumania, number two hundred three. Directly below Bionicle Mott New Adventure. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, you make the show. Anyway, flipping death—no longer one of the 100 best games of all time. And with that, we have placed uh, the top five games of the 80s, except we haven't, because Tetris for the Game Boy is still the best game of the 80s. Uh, I believe the one that got the closest was uh, uh, Portopia. Mm-hmm. But that yeah, didn't crack, like, the 40? 40s, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. 41. Yeah, Portopia was at 41. Alright. That is five more games. Next time we'll have to play some games from the 90s, but for now let's check out the bottom and top ten. At uh, number... Uh, 601, Medal of Honor Warfighter. Number 602, Tommy's Air Shark. Number 603, Megamind the Blue Defender. Number 604, Under Zero. Number 605, Accordion Hero. Number 606, Minion Pregnancy. Number 607, Time of Silence. Number 608, Lucky Charms <laughs> Memory Machine. Oh, shit! Oh, my oh, God. Shit. I forgot to hold... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Chelsea, I need you to cut this out. I need you to go. Can you, can Fine. Chelsea, Chelsea, can you add in a time of silence after I say yeah, time of silence? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Chelsea, don't Whoa. do that. Leave all this shit in. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen to the episodes. He won't know. <laughs> 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 number 609, Mechanica. And number 610, the worst game of all time, to our knowledge, South Park, the Stick of Truth. Yeah, fuck that. Honestly. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, at number 10, Tetris for the Game Boy, the best game of the 1980s. Uh, number 9, Grim Fandango. Number 8, Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of a New World. <laughs> that's that's not gonna... You know, this... You understand the whole point of this Game of the Decades thing was to get that out of the top 10 before Pack South, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, why so were you playing against Street Fighter? <laughs> uh, number 7, The Missing, J.J. Macfield, The Island of Memories. Number 6, Cookie's Bustle. Number 5, Celeste. Number 4, Butterfly Soup. Number 3, Pac-Man 2, The New Adventures. Number 2, Portal 2. And number one, still the best game of all time to our knowledge. God knows how long it's been the reigning champion, Undertale. I guess it's been since peer review, right? Yeah, it's been all year. Peer review right? number peer one. Review. Yeah. Uh, well, Lost maybe in the 90s something will challenge Undertale. Stitch, that new cross-stitch Undertale book. Well, something has already yeah. challenged Undertale that's in the 90s. What's that? The, the new adventure. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah well, that, it did, but it true. challenged it. Pac-Man 2 The New Adventures is right now the best game of the 1990s. Uh, beautiful. Maybe yeah. it didn't challenge it. No, it did, Unless it we did. Placed it, maybe we placed it... Yeah, we did. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah remember, it was, it was at the live show, and it was like the crowd was split 50-50. Right. <laughs> we flipped a coin. Hey, right. look, tell me about live shows. Uh, well, we'll get around to that, but for now, Riley, is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, sure. I'm going to plug my Twitch, twitch.tv slash profoundpants. Uh, additionally, I'm going to plug something else, which is a podcast that I am eventually going to make with my friend, and I'm hoping that by plugging it, it will help me peer pressure them into actually recording an episode with me. Uh, a great strategy. Yes. And that is, you, you can actually follow the Twitter for this podcast already at Movie Doobie Doo, wherever you, where we will rewatch all of the Scooby Doo movies and determine mm. are they good. Ooh, all right, all right. Now, do you mean like the cartoon ones or just the live action? Both. Okay. Heck yeah! All right. Have fun with that. WWE one that's a piece of trash. I've seen that like five times and I own it. <laughs> oh, I'm Why sure we will. It five times. Probably because she owns it. Yeah, of course, right. Luke. Actually, okay. I've seen it on online. I my copy is unopened. What? Oh. <laughs> Why? Well, that's no excuse. Was it a then. gift from a friend playing a joke on you? If the friend is me and the joke was spending like ten dollars <laughs> at. Walmart, then yes. Frankie. <laughs> Alright. If we're gonna question my life's choices, we're gonna be here all day. I mean, I was already questioning it when you uh, said you were gonna play more Fire Emblem Heroes. I, part of me wants to play that game again. Fabi, what do you want to plug? A lot of things. My my heart. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Frankie Extra. The E of Frankie is the E of Extra. You can find the games I make at uh, FrankieExtra.itch.io. And if you like Pathfinder, I cannot talk about what I did for it, but Pathfinder uh, lost uh, Pathfinder Second Edition book lost. Omens lost. Let me just double check what it's called so that I give you the correct name. 
Uh, that's a game where I wrote something for it, and you can pre-order that book if you would like to see what's up with that. Um, a lot of people wrote for it. I was one of them. I am quickly looking to see what the name of the book is. The name of the book is Pathfinder Lost Omens Legends. Alright, yeah. Go, go buy that. Uh, Crystal, would you like to plug anything? That arcane crystal. All right, uh, Chelsea. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at netspecifists, and you can find a link to the Audio Entropy Underground official and official Discord on the Audio Entropy Twitter account. It's pinned. Yeah. Go there, join the Discord. It's good Discord. Which cord? Discord. Do it. Do it today. <laughs> you told me to stop doing that joke. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find this show on AudioEntropy.com alongside a whole bunch of other great shows, such as uh, Where's Pod When I'm Scared? A show about Veggie Tales. Very good podcast. Uh, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Uh, the episode that Frankie was on, I think, was our oh. best. So, yeah, I, check that I out. enjoyed recording that episode a lot. It's the only one I haven't listened to, but I enjoyed recording it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, thesaurus Wrecked is a brand new podcast trying to murder the thesaurus by giving every synonym its own definition. I need to listen to that because I have no I idea what they're too. talking about. I need to about. guest on that. <laughs> I have no idea what that show's about. Uh, it's a podcast after all, all about uh, theme parks. Um, apparently Zach hasn't released a new episode of the Surviving Culinarian in a long time, but I'm plugging his show anyway <laughs> to peer pressure him into doing it. He's not going to listen to this. Nope, sure isn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Teenage's Attitude, that's about Power Rangers. We're that's about a good one. to shift into uh, Turbo, and we're very excited. Uh, the next, honestly, the next couple of episodes that you're going to be listening of TWA, which, hi, hi, I'm also in there, uh, are really good. We just finished a four-hour recording that's going to be split into two episodes for the teenies and the twoties. That's, I think, maybe one of the most entertaining recordings I've ever been a part of in TWA. And uh, nice. then it's going to be a bunch of bonus stuff. And then in next year, you're going to get some uh, some turbo fun. Turbo-tastic. At last. Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, Totally Reprise, which is ending extraordinarily upsettingly soon. But uh, there will be other things on that podcast feed, so subscribe to it anyway. Uh, and if you are going to PAX South in January, we will be doing yet another live show from San Antonio. Hi. My home. I live here. Hey, nice. Hey, hey yeah, what a coincidence. You're on this panel. That's, oh, that's hey. lucky, right? Yeah. That's convenient. Yeah. Yeah, that is going to be on Friday, January 17th at 2.30 p.m. I don't have the theater name yet, I don't think, but, you know, let's get out of here. Uh, Wait, don't, been... hit the donut button. Oh, right, yeah, if you really like this show, go to audioentropy.com, click that motherfucking donut button, give us some money to buy donuts, a.k.a. hosting fees. That'd be swell. Anyway, Chelsea, give us a good sign-off for this episode of Let's Place. Enjoy your meal. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Crystal? Cut. Rest. Crystal, what's your side off? With a mischievous thing to leave lying around, the golden power. Fabby. 
We can dance if we want to. We can leave your friends behind. Because your friends don't dance. And if they don't dance, well, they're no friends of mine. I said we can go where we want to, a place where they'll we'll never find. Just talk and over And we can act fine. like we come from out of this I... world, leave the real one far behind. And we I mean, I don't really want to talk over it. Safety Dance is a good song. Thank you, Riley. <laughs> the 80s aren't as good as people say they are. The Ghostbusters is a decent to mediocre film. We'll see you next time on Let's Play. Ghostbusters one fucking sucks. <laughs> I thought I told you not to, but you had to, and you did. G-O-A-T, that being sarcastic. Sarcastic.